Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? Who are the special guests? Is it the Riddler? I got tongue tied. That just is an example. Good thinking, I was not prepared. Suck it, Enigma. Hey, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us that produced this mess. I'm Jake. I'm the middle brother. I always go in the middle in the intro. Jake, isn't it nice when Aaron messes up, he can just start over and edit it out, whereas if we mess up, it's like got sound effects to go along with it. <laughs> we have to hear it the next 10 episodes. That's right. That's right. I'm your sunshine in the Gotham, the baby brother, and I made a beverage this week. Yay! You're listening to the Brotherhood of Batman, a podcast. It is, it is hosted by three brothers with slightly different opinions on things, such as quality. Um, this, and we talk about Batman, we talk about video games. No, we have never done that. We talk about Batman games, movies, TV shows, and comic books. We are We've talked a lot about video games. There's nothing Batman related. Oh yeah, that's, that's me, my bad. Uh, we're going through Nightfall. So I made a beverage, um, inspired by one of you saying that you're making a beverage with the same name. So instead of opening the ingredients to see what your drink was, I just made my own. So I made a Firefly, which is um, Fireball, a shot of Fireball, and a nice (laughs) water-flavored, like, cherries. And um, I'm about to taste it. So it's a nice cinnamon cherry beverage. That's basically just tastes like Fireball. The cherry water did nothing, so it's watered down Fireball. So there you go. Yeah, it it takes a little bit to overcome that Fireball whiskey taste, Uh, but, uh, yeah, it does take a little bit. But yeah, my drink uh, for the week, Aaron, you sent uh, the recipe, so I made it. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let you introduce it. So uh, the, the recipe I sent is a firefly, like Ben said, and it had, I believe it was vodka, cranberry juice, or uh, grapefruit juice, and uh, grenadine. Uh, and I Ooh. had grenadine, so I made my version of this, which is tang, uh, lemon vodka, and grenadine. <laughs> And it is, it is, uh, it's very bright orange and and red like fire, but it's uh, very uh, very odd. <laughs> is it good? Uh, it's not the worst thing that we've ever had on this podcast, but I don't know if I'll be making it again. <laughs> well, I feel like this is not the first time you've used Tang. No, it's not. It might not be. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely not his first Tang drink. Aaron loves Tang. I haven't drank Tang since I was twelve. <laughs> Well, <laughs> tang's the bomb, man. Hey, uh, tang I, on vanilla ice cream is delicious. Oh, that is. That's for sure, yeah. I did make it uh, the way you're supposed to. Um, Sarah, my wife, hunted down some uh, fresh grapefruit juice for me, which was surprisingly harder than I thought it was going to be when I made the request <laughs> while she was at the grocery <laughs> store. Uh, and the drink, uh, I don't like grapefruit juice, I realize, and uh, it's kind of <laughs> gross. <laughs> <laughs> but thank, but thank you, Sarah, for going to do all that effort to find this juice for me. <laughs> I will finish the drink. There you go. There you go. I'm gonna pause this. I'm getting a call from my mother. One second. Girl, Hello, Mama. Yep, still us. She hung up. I I took too long. It's fine. She's probably calling about my television. My television appearance tonight. Why don't I add her to the call? <laughs> That'll confuse her. All right, guys. Well, we're going to have a special guest appearance here in a moment. Hello? Hello. It's Mom. Hello, Mother. How are you? Hello. Fine. Hi. Were you Hi, trying Mom. to call Ben? You're, you're live on the podcast, Mom. How yeah. are you? Oh, Welcome oh to hi. Welcome to Batman. 
Well, thank you. How are you? I didn't know that's what you guys were doing. Is Ben there? Hi, Mama. It's me. Hi, Ben. It went well. I was calling to tell you that it went well. You did a good job. Oh, it's over already? Yeah, you were the fir- You guys were the first segment. Oh my God, did I talk? <laughs> yes, you did. You did a good job. Of course, uh, you yeah. Talked. It was about an educate you about recycling. Did I educate you about recycling? Oh yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job. They had they had um, the segment where you uh, explained about the cardboard box with the plastic wrapping bottles and stuff. Oh yay! How fun! Yeah, that was on. Yeah, you were on uh, a couple times actually. So, yeah, you did a good job. It was about an eight-long segment altogether, eight, about eight minutes. So, eight minutes. Okay. Anyway, you're watching number yeah. one fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, have fun with your podcast, guys. Well, well no, no, you're, you're on here now. So. Who's your favorite superhero? Uh, well, I'm sorry, what? Who's your you're favorite all... superhero? My favorite superhero? Uh, Batman, I think. Hey. <laughs> 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 You're supposed to ask Dad, he says. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to say Dad was my favorite superhero. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, all right, well, your first answer was much I love better. You. Love you, too. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Have fun. Bye. 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 Is she still there? Hello? I don't know. <laughs> all right. Well, that was gone. fun. <laughs> so that uh, brings us to what have you all been up to in your geeky little lives? Stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing, you. nerd? Stop spending Get the all cash and nerd! Or I swear to God Geek. you're gonna spend your 20 Geek. years alone. Geek. I mean, I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. I have obviously been on television uh, talking about recycling, which is the geekiest thing you can possibly do. But you know, yeah, that, that is pretty geeky. I don't know if I can top that. Um, <laughs> my my comic closet um, trade paperback cabinet that I was using is collapsing, so I have a shelf on the way. <laughs> so I have. Uh, I'm going to redo the uh, the closet down there, so I will send some pictures once it's uh, organized. Nice, nice. So I have uh, most things out, and I don't want all my trades to line up in a pile on the floor. So I'm going to try to get them on the uh, the shelves with the pop figures. <laughs> you know you've been buying a lot when you're literally breaking your shelving. Oh. <laughs> well, it's like this plastic cabinet thing that was, like, super cheap at Aldi's that I was using, and it's, yeah. it's not held up very well. I've bought, uh, like, crappy Walmart or Target, like, particle board bookcases for all of my comics. And, I mean, you guys have seen it. There's shelves that are, like, sag three inches and, like, are completely bowed. And uh, when I finally redo the comic closet proper, I'm going to do, like, hardwood and, you know, do it really nice. Because it's such a pain to have to move that stuff around over and over. Yes. Absolutely. I still highly recommend the shelving from Ikea that I got that are not Boeing because they're meant to hold like clothing and stuff that's heavy. So yeah, there you go. Well, uh, let's see what's going on in my geeky world. Uh, A couple nights ago, um, we, my son, my older son, (laughs) Noah and I watched uh, Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh, nice. (laughs) Aaron and I... Oh, he's in high school, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in high school. And, you know, we, we had a discussion about, you know, Tarantino's writing and directing style. And, uh, I mean, Aaron, you and I have been Tarantino fans, you know, since we were right. teenagers. And uh, this one is, I think, a lot more approachable than some of his other movies. So, mm-hmm. uh, he was not into, like, the first third of it, where it's... Really? Know, well, where the violence is, like... It's much more graphic, much more realistic because it's all happening to the bride and it's establishing Mm -hmm. her uh, broken past. But then when it switches to like the anime style where she's fighting Oren and all that, Mm -hmm. he he got into Mm -hmm. it. And he wants to watch the second one, so I'm all for that. Oh, that's good. It would be disappointing if he uh, didn't want to finish it because (laughs) you would just be sitting there being like, well, now I have to finish it because we can't leave it unfinished. Well, I would still watch it. But he he has been for the last day now walking around the house and, you know, unprompted, I hear. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. That's great. So that's it, good. Those stuff. are good movies. Those yeah, they're actually the only Tarantino movies that I've seen. Yeah, and they I have a. Uh, I told you Jake. Know, oh, yeah. He needs to watch his back if no one starts whistling like that around him. <laughs> so. Um. Good oh. times. All right. So, uh, any bat news, anybody? mysterious deaths at a beauty parlor <laughs> oh i read your work i like it i like it a lot i've seen your photographs from corto maltese haven't i really I-, I just loved your story and i i like bats uh i heard today that it's possible that uh dune is going to get the october 2021 release which may push batman back to closer to December, and it's oh, no. rumored it's rumored that Batman may take Black Adam spot and push Black Adam back further. But that's all I have heard. Yeah, I mean they keep pushing Wonder Woman eighty four back, so I just you know maybe it'll be Wonder Woman twenty eighty four. That's true, right? <laughs> it's a it's a weird time right now for uh, it is being produced, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Outside of the movie, we do have something coming down the pipeline very soon that we're all, I, I think we're all excited for. Uh, we're we're only about a month and a half away from the release of the Batman Catwoman um, macro series that's going to oh, come yes. out. Um, and there is a ton of images coming out from like the cover solicitations and stuff like that where uh, I sent Ben one the other day. It's got Batman and Catwoman doing their rooftop pose. But on the building behind them is cast the silhouette of the phantasm, and you see her mm. standing this minuscule thing between their heads. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, that'll be cool. If it is that'll a be... female this time, we do not know how accurate mm. they're going to be to the. Uh, well, I read so. that it is Andrea. <laughs> well, yeah, I did read that Andrea yeah. is there. So yeah. She's there, so we'll we'll see. I, I'm fingers crossed. I'm going to go in as blind as possible, and by blind I mean I'm looking up every image humanly possible. <laughs> 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 I found a black and white image that appears to be her because it's Bruce and some woman sitting in his living room or his right. one of his one of his rooms in the manor. And I sent it to both of you, and I was like, that's not Selena Kyle hair. <laughs> so, very excited that that might be the first image of Andrea um, in, inside of a book for actual comic continuity. So, yes, I'm very excited about that. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, cool. yeah, I think that'll be fun to, fun to read when it comes around, whether it, it fits real well with the story or not. And hopefully, it'll be a new spin anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm already it's, planning on it's, it's going to be a Ben World episode. So, yeah. <laughs> is, Chuck, is Chuck Dixon writing it? Uh, no, Dixon? Tom King no. is. Tom King. Tom King. Well, just he know about Batman, all right? Yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're definitely not Tom King fans on this podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Y'all are joking because you are big Tom King fans. I will be a Tom King fan dependent on how this turns out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one chance I, to impress Benjamin. <laughs> he, has, he has three issues to blow me away with this or he is canceled. <laughs> 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 All right. Speaking of canceled, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we read, Jake, what are the issues? I don't know. DC 662, Batman mm-hmm. 496, and DC 663. Perfect. And by DC, you, of course, mean Detective Comics. Um, uh, that's what I mean. These are the final issues leading up to the big moment of Nightfall that we've been leading up to all season and alluding to for two to three seasons before this. So we get more villain shenanigans. Batman gets Firefly wrapped up. Robin finally does something and takes <laughs> down the Riddler. Uh, Joker <laughs> and Scarecrow are up to their very amusing, very... Uh, out-of-nowhere friendship partnership that I'm super into. Um, all of this leading up to a moment where 
Bruce Wayne at his wit's end, exhausted, tired, beat to hell by everyone that he's ever come in contact with, comes home to find Alfred on the floor and somebody waiting for him. (laughs) So I know we, we need to like talk about, you know, Bruce and what he finds waiting for him. But last week we uh, talked about how uh, we all watch a show about Sacco and Arnold uh, Wexler. <laughs> what, would you watch like a Boozum Buddies remake with the Joker and Scarecrow as like a sitcom dialogue standalone series? Because <laughs> if Mark Hamill did the voice of Mark Joker, Hamill, would one hundred percent do that. And it could be like you know Scarecrow during the day instead of psychiatry, he runs a ballet studio and. <laughs> Or, or can it be Cillian Murphy from the um, Nolan movies? Yeah, I think we could. Yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that scarecrow. I would absolutely, <laughs> anyway. I would absolutely watch that. I'm, I'm listening to this, and I keep glancing over at my omnibus that's open to the beginning of six sixty two, and the page counter to that is the end of our last episode we recorded. And right in the middle of the page is Joker and Scarecrow like high fiving, like they're jumping up in the air, going yeah. <laughs> and I just imagine that like is like the last freeze frame of the opening credits of the TV show, and <laughs> where the created by or whatever comes on the screen, right? And yes. the music is playing. Oh man, that's that's great. We got to pitch that to somebody. So this. Series obviously, Nightfall is all about Bane, all about how far Batman can go before he quote unquote <clears throat> breaks. Um, but there's been so many fun little random moments that I wasn't yeah. expecting, like the Sako thing. That's like iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, the new friendship, like what stood out to you guys specifically in these three issues? Well, I'd say, uh, yeah, I mean, you open up to the be- the first page of Detective Comics 662 is uh, Riddler returned to his scrawny self in his leotard. He still has his broken arm. After from- being shot up. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. With bullets, shot. After he'd injected the venom, you know, un- unbeknownst to him. And he has this, this right. just this complete look of confusion and terror on his face, and it's a whole splash page, and there's guns pointing at him, and as you read the text, you know, you realize it's his own gang that has just grown tired of his ridiculous shtick, and they're like, no, we're going to go pull the job, no more stupid riddles, no more puzzles, you're an idiot, get out of here, or we're going to kill you, and, like, mm-hmm. I think that really, this story has locked in the the characterization of almost all of these villains for a long time going right. forward. Like Riddler is such a buffoon nowadays to the point that when he does something really cool, you're not expecting it ever to come from the Riddler. And I think no, really. I think this has changed his character and after the Venom I think he's a lot different. And I, I just I love that splash page at the beginning. I'm mean, just goofy ass Riddler, and then the whole time he's just like dopey through the rest of the the comic. I mean, his whole I, his whole plan is I'm gonna go steal a TV show so that Gotham can hear my riddles. <laughs> like he doesn't right, need right. He's mad that's the, priority. Well, yeah, yeah the it, police didn't read them. They were like left unopened on the desk, and so he's <laughs> mad that they that they can't do it. And I love that he shows up at the TV show and you've got the, the live TV like co-host or whatever walking through the aisles. And who does she stop and talk to? Some granny, some normal looking person? No. Some dude with a hat <laughs> pulled over his face with a giant trench coat wrapped around him. The most auspicious, suspicious looking dude there is in the studio oh, audience. Erin ratings. <laughs> <laughs> She's in Gotham. She's like, where's the criminal? Please, where's ben, my ben, ben, please tell me that when I rewatch your episode appearance tonight for the eight minutes, you're wearing a trench coat and a hat pulled over your head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it is because it's all about the ratings, Ben. The ratings. All about the ratings. Um, I am wearing a bright, uh, bright yellow um, vest, <laughs> so the cars don't hit me in the streets. But. Uh, <laughs> I do find it fitting that, that we're discussing the Riddler taking over the, the airways. 
Also, like, when other villains take over the airways, it's, like, a big to-do. And with this, it's like, it's fine. He's not hurting anyone. Let's just stand by as long as we can. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, he's well, got he a... apparently has a bomb. Yeah, a bomb that doesn't turn out to be anything but, like, sticks. clear... The first page of the bomb reveal, I thought was very anticlimactic. I'm like, is there something on him? And then later, they're like, oh, there's a bomb. I was like, that was not, like clear from the trench coat reveal it wasn't like oh no he's got a bomb it was like oh no it's the Riddler well, I, I think it's done on purpose so that you completely don't think of him as a threat like if they like zoom in <laughs> on the bomb around his chest they'd be like okay well the Riddler might blow himself and everybody else up but when they're just like oh he's just trying to take over the TV show and you know he's got right. some kind of threat to him but <laughs> well, and you know, and he's he's on the show talking to that that author of the "I'm Sane and So Are You" book or whatever. And Riddler better acknowledges be for that, by the way. I don't know. Go ahead. Going to be Vin. Uh, he acknowledges <laughs> he acknowledges his own insanity, which he's you know he talks about. Yeah, I'm nuts. I should be out here. Like, yeah, which I thought was neat that he actually acknowledged that, and he you know, and then that goes in with a fake bomb later. That he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna hurt anybody. I'm just. My riddles, my riddles. <laughs> right. He just well, wants the attention. Yeah, I can relate. I can relate, Riddler. And the buffoon in the green leotard is the perfect, you know, counter and foil for the boy Wonder to be able to take care of because he obviously hasn't done anything this entire series. So, <laughs> okay, so he hasn't been allowed. I want so you, but Batman just won't let me help. <laughs> so you're being. Funny, but I do feel like there's truth to all of that. Like it, it's weird because Tim, we've seen him be capable in his own little mini series, and like he's been building up and like all this stuff. But then this book is like, like, oh, Tim, you can't do anything. I'm like, no. The level we've seen him in his mini series at this point and doing some other things, taking out the Joker mm-hmm. on his own, he could have taken out a couple of these villains. Yeah. I get it because the point of it is to show like how helpless Gotham is and Bruce's isolation and Bruce's deterioration. I get all that. I'm glad Tim got to do something. But then that was even overshadowed by, oh no, Batman's going to be mad at me because I didn't do it his way. And I'm like, at this point, he should be grateful you're helping at all. Right, right. <laughs> you know, Tim did all the legwork to track down Firefly and then Batman won't even let him in on the bus. He's like, no, I have to do it on my own. It's only me. Only me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great impression, Aaron. I love this. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned Firefly because uh, counterposed to the goofiness of the Riddler A story, we have the wrap up of the Firefly story. And Firefly, I don't know if it's just the colors or the way that it's drawn, but when he is destroying these places and setting his fire. Mm-hmm. Like it feels really threatening and like, it's all really mm-hmm. monotone yellows and oranges and reds. It feels very violent and painful. And Batman keeps jumping in to try to stop him. And I, I love the firefly. I'm glad that he stuck in. What is this? Like his third issue now that they've been trying to take him down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I really like that. They yeah, brought I- him up and it makes him uh, a power player. Like, you know, where you've got right. these goofy stories going on with some of the villains, this guy is actually doing some real damage. Yeah, I, I think the the colors and the art, I think, really brought it to, like, you could really see this is real fires. These aren't, like, you know, a little bonfire in the park that he's setting. It's, like, real destruction, the structures, and, you know, really mm-hmm. causing chaos and dangerous to Batman. So I thought it was, I thought the art was done really well for that. I agree with both of you. And, um, I have a bold statement. Uh, Firefly, for me, at this point, is like a C-level villain. Like, I really like him in this. And, <laughs> well, I've always liked him. Like, I have some I have some detective comics with him um, just before we did the podcast. I, I've always enjoyed him. But this, I, I don't know. I want to say that part of the reason behind his menacing this is the metaphor for, like, sure. the city being on fire. Like, if you right. think of, like, if you think of, you know, chaos, destruction. We don't need like, no water. <laughs> right. Everyone talks about, like, dumpster fires and the world is burning and all those metaphors. And he's, like, the literal rep- representation of that. So yeah. I, I thought it worked really well. 
Well, um, I mean, no, I, I think agree. he represents yeah. even more than that. I mean, if you look at his redesign of his costume in this, he's got the big, they, they commented in previous issues, he's got the big wings, his little firefly antenna stick up. And then when mm-hmm. the fires are going, he and Batman are completely colored in red and black, like sharp red mm-hmm. and black. Like, I think it's, I think it's hell. I think it's supposed to show the hell that right. Batman is in right now. And he's you're representing mm-hmm. one of the demons, and uh, very very literal. But I, I, I don't know. I love it. I, the Graham Nolan art of these issues is, I think, just completely beautiful and something mm-hmm. to just spend some time looking through. Not yeah. so much the other artist, but <laughs> <laughs> well, so Batman is able to finally stop Firefly, and we find that he leaves him tied up upside down hanging over a crocodile pit at the zoo. And if I were Firefly, I would be extremely worried about Batman's ability to secure a knot in his state. And <laughs> well, I, I he even know. says he couldn't pull him up if he wanted to. <laughs> and I'm like, geez, dude, that's like, I mean, you know, and the art was, you know, comical, but obviously, but it's like a foot above the crocodile's head. And I'm like, <laughs> man, you, you better like have some serious core strength to be able to like, yourself out from getting your head snapped off. <laughs> well, with the ropes around the wings, I don't know if he's able to do like a a, a sit up. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's that's really funny. <laughs> to see. So we had, uh, um, we had Bullock and Montoya who were trying to defuse the Riddler in the in the show, and Tim gets yelled at by uh, Bullock when he shows up and stops Riddler, and. What do you what do you think about the uh, Bullock and uh, Montoya relationship going on here? Um, I love the build up. I feel like it's advancing appropriately. I think Bullock is a dick. Like, let the kid help. Um, but the shot of him stopping the Riddler is literally him spraying goo His on web the, shooters. On the I, I wrote. <laughs> I wrote that Tim uses web shooters to stop the Riddler. <laughs> Yeah, basically, basically, yeah, very silly. Um, Aaron, you asked the question. What are your thoughts on Bullock and Montoya? Well, they all. I like how Bullock is just portrayed as like your stereotypical dumb schlub of a cop who's always Mm -hmm. eating, and he's got like donuts and pizza dripping on him and everything else. And, And Montoya is like refined. She's by the books, or most of the time by the books. And she's trying to, like, you know, she actually has a head on her shoulders. And I think it's just her trying to deal with, God, I'm partnered with this moron all the time. And I can't, like, make any headway on my own. And I think, my, uh, you know, Bullock was being shown up by Tim. He's shown up by Batman all the time. He's like Gordon's little errand boy when he's told to be later on. Uh, I, I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting relationship. Yeah, we've talked We've talked a little bit about her... Um and hinted that there's going to be some significance or whatever. A, a year before these issues is when she was created in the cartoon show. And then she shows up and um, she was created. In the, I actually was reading about um, the different characters created in the animated series and how they moved over to comics because I've been researching Andrea Beaumont for the um, Masculine. Andrea Beaumont. Andrea Beaumont. So the two that are talked about the most, um, are Renee Montoya and then Harley Quinn, who we have not met yet. And um, Montoya, it, it literally says when you look her up, like she was created on the show to have diversity. So they wanted a, they wanted yeah. a strong female character because there wasn't that girl wasn't in the first couple seasons right. of the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. So they wanted a, a strong female character that wasn't a villain. Um, because all of the Batman characters, you know, so they created her for that. And then also there's mostly white people. So that <laughs> yeah. is why Renee Montoya was created. And over the years, well, become a kinda, fleshed out character. Yeah. Well, to kind of, you know, correct some of what you said, most of Batgirl is not in the rest of the series either, Ben. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, she made a jump from the animated series to the comics almost immediately. Um, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a matter of months after de- debuting in the in the cartoon show, which is really... I think they were like, oh, we should have more people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, look what they're color. doing this over there. That seems right. <laughs> 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 Pro- 
probably a good it idea. Took, it took Harley. It took Harley Quinn like eight years to show up. Yeah. Um, Montoya isn't like a huge character in the cartoon. She, you know, she's a recurring. It's her and Bullock doing their little partner thing, and that's pretty much it. So, yeah. kind of cool that they moved her so quickly. I like how their characters are evolving in this story too. You see, you know, what their priorities are as. Uh, police officers but also what their priorities are as as humans you know bullock is uh-huh. he's he's seen the worser sides of gotham for a while but it, despite his gruff appearance and and the things that he says i think he still does have faith and he still wants uh he wants the cops to be able to do it he wants a, a better city but he he believes in batman and robin and you know when when they need him, he does end up rising to, to help. So, mm-hmm. or to criticize Robin and tell him he's going to get a spanking when he gets home. So, <laughs> something bad, Robin, bad. So we, uh, we kind of joked around about Joker and Scarecrow's, uh, relationship. Uh, so like in Batman 496, the second one we read, I wrote down like that this issue really had so much action in it. Uh, that it seemed to like play out like a movie. Like I could really envision like a movie with, you know, an action scene uh, with this issue. And it was kind of like a don't, did you guys get any of that? You know, understand what I'm talking about? Like the way it was like written in the, the art and the movement of it, it just seemed to like be really well paced, I think. Yeah. For, um, for how the story was being told. Yeah, it's the bunny comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. My notes for this issue was, this side story is bonkers. I want more of it, but it's absolutely bonkers. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I don't think it's even the side story. I think, I mean, it's gone for like four or five issues. Like, they're they're the biggest threats happening right now. I guess Firefly. Them, Firefly, and Bane are the, like, consistent thread um, that is doing more than just looking for a puppet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> ben, I think you were about to ask about the ice cream truck. Oh yeah, the ice cream bomb. Joker Joker plops a thing of ice cream in a security guard's hand and uh it blows up. I mean that they, they're, they're killing a lot of people in this one issue. I think that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> when I love that uh Joker um, like Scarecrow keeps threatening Joker that he's going to spray him with his gas and Joker keeps taunting him to do it. And he wants to see what's going to happen. He's, you know, does he actually think that Scarecrow, um, is a threat to him? Or, you know, we saw why right. Joker took Scarecrow on because of the other Cornelius Stark or Strick, whatever his name is. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't up to snuff, but, uh, you know, is Joker just playing Scarecrow? Is is Scarecrow just Joker's goon at this point in time, or are they actually uh, partners in all of this? Well, they're arguing over whether they're going to take out Batman or they want to take out the city, and they still have the mayor, and they're using the, gassing the mayor to get him to do their bidding, which the mayor is afraid of snakes, and I'm immediately like, snakes, why did it have to be snakes? And <laughs> I guess that's, you know, his fear. So, uh, but they're... You know, Batman's working with the Gotham police. They're all trying to, they're sort of working with police, trying to find the mayor. Um, Joker and Scarecrow convince the mayor to call Gordon to send in the National Guard. And I'm like, the National Guard? Why did they do this, like, five issues ago when yeah. there's a giant prison break? <laughs> if you would have called the National Guard in there, Batman might have been able to take a flip and nap. But, <laughs> of course, they decided not to because that would have been smart. So the call was traced. <laughs> Yeah, they're just, you know, running through the city, killing people with ice cream bombs and just causing general havoc. Well, and Joker wants to take the opportunity and kill Batman while he's weakened. Like, there's news reports of how uh, beaten and broken Batman appeared after his his fight with Firefly. And Joker's like, well, let's go kill him. Like, I've I've never killed Batman. Uh, I did get one of his snot-nosed partners once, though, which I love that line. (laughs) Yeah. And then he, well, didn't he say something about, but he somehow came back. Yeah. Yeah. Although he seems yeah. to be back somehow. And, uh... and we saw that in the, in the Robin miniseries that Joker is just kind of perplexed by how he's still alive or still back. But yeah. I like that. He makes little jokes and comments about it. 
that leads to the climax of that second issue, which is Batman confronting Joker. Um, okay, help me with the timeline. This is the first time Batman's really fought him since Jason, correct? Was Barbara was the Barbara shooting before the Jason bashing or Yeah. 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 So Barbara yeah. happened, then Jason happened, and then Batman puts like Joker went away and then Tim dealt with them. So yeah. Batman hasn't really dealt with them since, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think so. Not in our storyline. Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, so, yeah, because, I mean, even in between actual continuity, uh, I think there was a, a, a fake Joker reappearance, and um, that wasn't that wasn't real. But, yeah, then uh, this is, and so Batman gets sprayed with the gas, and the gas from Scarecrow tell, shows you your worst fear, and the, the only thing that Batman sees, despite all the stuff he's going through with Bane, his brain immediately jumps back to Jason, and he mm-hmm. he's reliving Jason's death at the hands of the Joker, and this sends him into a rage. And for for two and a half pages, pl- or it's two pages plus a splash page, he's just wailing on the Joker, like everything that right he's up. gone through bubbles up to this moment of pummeling the Joker. Well, and I think you can see how like how non physically. Uh, aggressive or frightening the Joker actually is, that he's a trap and mental terrorism and, you know, whatever. But he gets these visions of Jason and he's like, just a good, just a boy, good at heart, more brave than a man. And I'm like, Jason? Really? That's what you thought of him? <laughs> That's how he thinks of him, him yeah. that Batman is in denial. Batman is Looney Tunes. Also, I like that you point out the pummeling um, that is foreshadowing to later, and I thought that that was really interesting dynamic. Honestly, Batman should just carry around fear gas when he needs a little bit extra adrenaline because he had been beat crap this whole book, and then with the Jason fear gas thing, he like magically Batman again. I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe you need to add that to you tell it about Batman a shot of fear gas. Well, I think <laughs> these comics are still, you know, approved by the comic code and all that. But if you look at like the line work that's on Joker's face and the close ups after his beating when he's him and Scarecrow are like you can see there's extra lines drawn in there. Like his face should be all bloody and like grotesque from getting mm-hmm. smashed up from Batman in these moments. Yeah. Right. But they're like, it's just running, running sweat. <laughs> sweat. Not, not blood. No. I was going to say, he does escape Batman, and they use their missile launcher, uh, which they conveniently have. Uh, I think probably from mm-hmm. the Bane breakout still, right? Like, that makes sense. Who, who doesn't? Yeah, that probably makes sense. Um, and they... <laughs> They collapse the tunnel and uh, open up a hole into the river, and the tunnel starts to flood. And the you know Batman realizes I cannot do both. I I don't have it in me to stop them and save the mayor. So he goes to save the mayor. Um, Right, which is which is good. And then that kind of leads. So this was interesting that it like there's no like tune in next time or Batman will continue in blah 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 (laughs) issue. It's just kind of like it leaves you directly on a cliffhanger. And so we're going from Batman 496 to Detective Comics 663. If I was back in the time and I was only reading the Batman comics, I'd been pissed. If I you had to, couldn't like, have been, Aaron. You, you, you really couldn't have because this whole series is every other issue and the covers have the number, the ongoing number. Right. Front. Yeah, I know. It's just so, crazy. Yeah. It just <laughs> makes me realize how crazy it would have been to read these. When they well, yeah. Out, we talked collected. about that in Superman. Like they are purposely forcing you to buy the entire Batman family, right? Like they're doing it, you know, on purpose. Right. <laughs> uh, right. I, I I really mentioned like the the tunnel scene is it it's cool and it gives Batman a, a hurdle to get over. But I wanted to bring it up because Detective Comics six sixty three, the cover to that issue is one of these covers that's like burned into my memory. Like it's not. A I don't very, have it. What is it? It's uh, it's Batman's head, and it's mostly underwater, and his mouth is open, and he's like trying to gasp for air, and there's all these rats like mm. climbing up onto his head to yeah. escape the water. Um, yeah. it's just one of those, like, if you, I could probably almost draw that from memory and I could have done it from a long time ago. Like 
Mm-hmm. I probably, other than reading this for the podcast, couldn't have told you what's in that story, but I remember that book. Right. I don't know if I just saw it or was hunting for it for a long time, but I love that cover. Like I, I put that on a poster. Yeah, I thought I thought that was uh, yeah the the way the segue into the next issue where you know Batman says he can hold his breath for four minutes. And it's like, really? Can you really hold your breath for four minutes? So I looked online. The average person can hold their breath between 30 seconds and two minutes. It's like, okay, you know, two minutes I get average. You know, Batman probably above that. It. Like four minutes. Okay. And then I looked up the world record for holding your breath is 24 minutes and three seconds underwater. Holy crap. Which I'm like, okay. Well, so Batman. Yeah, I'm like, well, he's not the world record holder, so I, I think it's kind of be- believable to eat before. Oh, man, if there's, people, if there's someone who's 24, I totally buy Batman doing four. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Round it up to six and call it a day. Yeah, no, I agree. I, <laughs> I love I that they're always trying to justify Batman's cape in these issues. Like, we read the one where he wraps himself up like a burrito because it's heat sealed so he can crawl across the microwave floor or whatever it was. And this one, it, mm-hmm. if, apparently, if you tie it in a tight enough knot, then the cape is airtight. <laughs> and so <laughs> he creates his little air pocket for the mayor inside his cape to escape the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> With his feet sticking out, the mayor's feet sticking out, or <laughs> Batman's dragging him through the water like a dead body. Like, <laughs> very silly. I like the beginning of that story. It, the stakes felt really high. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I knew he was going to escape, but like, you know, if it wasn't Batman, you, you don't know if he was going to escape or not. It was a bulk of, it was like the first six pages them trying to get out of the sewers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just, they keep putting these hurdles in front of Batman. And I know that a lot of the writing and a lot of the recap is repetitive. And you, you hear Batman, you know, tell him, you know, he's complaining the whole book and then he's telling himself not to complain the other part of the book. And I just, I feel dumbass, like Jake, stop defending. <laughs> <laughs> he is a dumbass. He's a dumbass, but but the, the the threats and the the level that they're pushing him through for Batman, it just it feels very earned. Like I I I, just, I want him to go take a nap. Like I just Batman, you've done enough. Like you've done everything you can. Just just go take a nap and you'll be better in a day. Speaking of earned, speaking of earned, that leads us to uh, the ventriloquist and Sako finally <laughs> finding Starface. <laughs> <laughs> the next Which, page after Batman gets out of the sewer, it goes to to the ventriloquist. I love I Which, love Sako and ventriloquist and I am so intrigued on where this is going because we honestly get like one page every couple issue or like every issue we get like one page of the ventriloquist and I'm like uh where's this gonna go like is it gonna have a payoff (laughs) or is it just insane I hope it's both I hope it's just insanely gonna be awesome but Sako finds Scarface he's at an impound lot and Arnold <laughs> has his cop puppet shoot the impound cop which I thought was great and then I they go in. In the blood. <laughs> he does I just noticed that <laughs> the puppet he, he leaves him behind was that uh, O'Malley is that what he called him I, I, yeah I think that might have been O'Malley and yeah he leaves him behind and you know it's just he finally and he has. Sako is not impressed. <laughs> Sako's no, like, so that's, no, that's him. So that's that's him. the mighty Scarface. <laughs> is that what Sako sounds like, like in your head? Sako <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my Did gosh. I tell you, Ben? I I, I decided to name my car Sako since it's a yes, white. Yes, I intentionally did not respond to that text message. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it's either that or Andrea, so I haven't decided yet. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a white car, right? Mm-hmm. Is it like a dirty off-white? Because if it's a dirty off-white, then it should definitely be Sako. No, no, I want it to be nice and shiny, so Sako <laughs> might not work. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, so that leads us to what I felt was another payoff, Batman finally goes against the three Bane goons, which literally means nothing to me other than, okay, we're finally getting to Bane. <laughs> like, I felt like they were, I felt like they were all a little underwhelming and a little quick. Um, 
Batman does smash one of their faces into a rooftop and feels mm-hmm. happy with himself, which that was a good moment. But really, right. to me, it was just, it was one of those, like, boom, 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 like, we're getting to the point, which I really liked. I thought it worked, right. but they weren't the biggest threat. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't be a real big threat. They should be easy to dispatch since they're, like, goons. But but mm-hmm. also, like, the three of them specifically, like, their characterizations are all completely different. And I think uh, they all represent something that, when pulled together, is Batman or Bane. And that's what the real threat is. So, you know, you have Trog, who is strong and powerful. You have Zombie, who is patient and calculated. And then you have Bird, who has the ego and the strategy mind. And if you mm-hmm. if you have all of that in one person, you get Bane. But separated, Batman can handle that. Big ass muscle <laughs> <laughs> and venom and a cool accent. Come on, Jake. Right, all those and things. And a do. very stubborn personality. Oh my god, so stubborn. <laughs> all right, so Bruce gets back to the manor. He finds poor Alfred. What were you feeling, Aaron? Were you excited? Were you like, finally? Were you like, poor Alfred? I I, I felt like, man, like, is it just going to be... I felt, to be honest, I felt like, if this is where Bane is going to beat Batman up, then Bane is not as tough as he thinks he is. Because if Batman is this beat up, why... (laughs) Why take him at his weakest? Prove you're worth something, Bane, and beat him when he's stronger. I was like, maybe he's going to show up and taunt him and then take off, and Batman's going to know that he's doomed, and then he's going to have to fight him. But, uh, you know, Aaron, Bane, Bane's I kind of agree with you. <laughs> I kind of feel, and I know it's like reading it, I'm like, you're supposed to be this all powerful takeover. And I know it's mentally, you're mentally torturing him and bringing all these villains in. And that's how you're weakening him and doing that. But if it's no contest, are you actually beating him or is it just, well, he beat him in a sense that he brought that chaos upon him. Like they led to that man being that right. But Batman, break out well, but it wasn't entirely Bane doing well, it. Batman that, didn't even know who Bane was for like months leading up to this. It's Batman's own stubbornness and stupidity that are bringing him down. At this oh, point, no, all we know is Bane you. is there waiting for him, guys. So let's just uh, focus on that part for right now. No, no, no. No, 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 Jacob. So, <laughs> so all of the years of watching Survivor are going to make me actually say that while I do think it's sad that Bane needed him that week, because I feel like physically Bane could have taken him anyways, I do think from a strategy point and from a final tribal council argument win point, Bane is completely responsible for the state Batman's in, so Bane should get awarded the $1 million at final tribal council. Uh, but right, well, I guess we'll see next week. Because he, he made all of the decisions and he did all the chaos. Like, the, no one that beat... Batman up throughout these stories would have been out of Arkham Asylum if it wasn't for Bane's strategy and big gameplay move. All right. Right. Well, let's see what Bane has <laughs> in store for Batman next week. Uh, Cause he is there in Wayne Manor over the body of Alfred. Uh, and he is ready for Batman. Is Batman ready for him? Uh, by the look on Bruce Wayne's face, I would say no. I think we are you agree too... with me that Bane is just kind of I agree on the with week. you. As far as him taking on the week, but I do think that he's still responsible for everything that happened. So mm-hmm. he's just testing Batman in weird ways. But as far as like wanting to beat him for like brute strength, I feel like he could have taken him on without doing all this. So that's kind of weird that he's mm-hmm. like wanting to physically beat up this like wintling at this point. Right, right. No, I think Bane is probably eighty five percent responsible for everything that's going on. 85. And, and yeah. All right. Bruce Wayne himself <laughs> is the other 15? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is fair. <laughs> All right. Well, Stupid Bruce. we will find out what happens to Batman and Bruce uh, in next episode. But for right now, what did you guys think of these three episodes or issues? Sorry. But let me ask you something. What do you think 
of this. Say it's all right. That was it's terrible, right. horrendous. I'm offended. I'm it's appalled. Right. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. No. I'm gonna. I don't think the way it ended. I. I don't know. I have a hard time reviewing when when we haven't. I really like the the uh, Riddler story. I really liked how Firefly wrapped up. I think the interspersions of Arnold and Sacco and now Scarface are great. Um, I think you can definitely see Batman going through the gauntlet. Um, you know, in the really, I, I thought there were a lot of good relationships between characters going on here with Joker and Scarecrow and Riddler and himself and uh, you know. Sacco and Arnold. I think the, the <laughs> dynamic between a bunch of different pairs was done really well. Yeah, I I will piggyback that and say I I think there was some great um, payoffs. There's a lot of things that have been building up for the last few uh, episodes that we've covered, the last few months of Batman books and longer. And then there was a lot of character and world building for some um, some characters that really deserved it and really got a chance to shine in these issues. And uh, there's, uh, yeah, no, no, yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> I agree. Um, I will add that you can't stop here. So what Aaron was saying right. is you part, cannot. Uh, like this is obviously you have to read the whole trade. Um, I enjoyed these three. I liked the villains in them. I agree with you guys about the payoff. So. I'm excited to keep reading. I sure hope I'm not disappointed after all this build-up, Jake. Uh, I didn't write the damn books. <laughs> We're not there yet, Jake. We're not there. <laughs> all right. What well, is next, what, Jacob? If What's you guys are reading week? along with us, uh, we're going to cover just two issues next week. Uh, we're going to cover Batman 498 and Detective Comics 664. I thought it was 497. We're going to cover 497 and Detective Comics 664. <laughs> Sweet. Right. What do we learn, Aaron? It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Well, then. Jake, we uh, we learned Mom is Ben's number one fan. <laughs> At least somebody is. I think we all is. know that. I think we all know that. <laughs> well, we, not, our listeners maybe didn't know that. So now they're, now they're aware. <laughs> well, she doesn't listen to this podcast, so I guess That's she's true. not that big of a fan. That's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> She just watches you take out the trash on TV. So for the book, <laughs> Batman, it's recycling. I'm, How dare you? <laughs> I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I'll clean this up. Thanks for listening. I'm Jake. I'm the Miller brother. I came up with a crazy list of comics that we read through. I'm Ben, and I'm here. Um, see you later. Hopes of Betty's plants. This city's way.